It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast, Minnesota Prediction Time. Uh, I am your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we are, as I said, going to talk about the Minnesota game and put our uh, heads on the line and make our predictions. Just a reminder, Casey and I right now are both undefeated on the season. Uh, we have not missed a game uh, so far, so hopefully we can keep that intact. But obviously, for both of us, we'd rather Purdue win than us be right. So if we pick against Purdue... We're always kind of rooting against ourselves, so keep that in mind and don't attack us if we pick against Purdue. But we're also both masochists. So. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we we both sat through that entire Illinois game. It was, But it we've was, already covered that. Yes, so moving on. So, Purdue uh, faces Minnesota at home in Ross-Aid Stadium. You may remember last year, Purdue and Minnesota played a crazy game, which Purdue looked like they had won at the end of the game God. because... You're going to bring this up, Ledman? I just told hey, you I got kicked out of a basketball game. We got to talk about it. You're going to bring up officiating. So last year, you may remember, Purdue uh, looked like they had won the game on a Payne Durham touchdown with about uh, 50 or so seconds left in the game. The refs called a fairly obvious, I thought, phantom uh, pass interference, offensive pass interference. And then Purdue threw interception, I believe, on the next play. And Minnesota was able to hang on 34 to 31. And just to give you an idea, if you don't remember how bad the play was, 
it was one of those where the sports books were like, uh, yeah, we're going to honor your bets and we're just going to give you your money back uh, because y'all got screwed. And that's never a good sign. That for is insane. It's, I get the PR aspect of it, but still at the same time, these are like money sharks in Vegas and they're like, nah, not it's not even worth it to make <laughs> right. money. Yeah. You got you to gotta wonder, I mean, how much money was really on the line in a Minnesota Purdue football game, but. Uh, People are degenerates, Ledman. <laughs> that's true. I, that's true. I, have you met Purdue fans? I have. I they have. are I not Purdue. like bless their hearts, but they're not like they are not without. Well, no, I mean, and plus, you know, you get that Purdue degree, you've got all that disposable income to be thrown around. Oh, is that the secret? Yeah, that's what it is. That's okay. what it is. That's what it is. So. This is going to be, you know, a rematch from that. You would you would think maybe there's a little anger in the Purdue squad uh, coming against uh, Minnesota. They were so close last year and kind of had that game taken away from them. Um, Jeff Brom and P.J. Fleck do have kind of an interesting connection because they did both come into the Big Ten at the same time. Oh, uh, I thought it. I thought it was. No, no. Although P.J. Fleck is very obnoxious. Yeah, he makes me thankful. Yeah. Um, P.J. Fleck reminds me a lot of like a motivational speaker. And you're just like, this ain't it, man. You, yeah, you got to any, stop. Anytime you act like a windbreaker, it's a leather jacket from Greece. <laughs> you're probably. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he is. He is one of the guys in the conference that annoys me the most. I mean, I know I ragged on Nebraska fans a couple is weeks Frost back. Is Frost still a thing? I mean, he's still there, yes. I don't know how much longer, but yeah, that, he is there. That baby is thawing out, you could say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Quick Fleck question. is definitely, yeah. What's your favorite candy? Uh, like, uh, Starburst, probably. Oh, out there. I've been eating a lot of Starburst. The uh, all pink flat, all pink packs. Those are delicious. Are you eating candy right now? Where I have some Skittles. I was contemplating. Uh. Skittles are also probably top two, top three. Heavy sugar cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, we've discussed this on air. I uh, I don't care. I will eat all the sugar. So. You are walking down. Yeah. You know. Running. Um, I just, diet. Yes, running. I did run 10 miles this morning, as we said. So That's absurd. Yeah. It was it was great. Um, so do you, you know, have 10... to, do you have to time, like, do you have to pick a point where you're five miles away and then make sure you can get back the same five miles? Or uh, sometimes. You just but... run in a circle. No. No, so on this one, I, I have a six-mile route that I always run. So I, I, I can know see that. how you got to 10 miles. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so I know the six-mile route. So uh-huh. I got to about the halfway point, and rather than turning left to go in the square that I run that's six miles, I went straight uh, for an additional uh, two miles and then came back. So then uh-huh. I was at seven. So then I had three miles left and completed the loop. See, I'm just tired from the math you had to do. I know. Yeah, so it really it really wears me out. And then I was basically done for the rest of the day. Um, so I don't know how we got here. Uh, <laughs> back to Minnesota. So you asked me a question. I've got a question for you. Perfect. Okay, so Minnesota, their their strength is the run game. Um, they Obviously, they, they had an unfortunate injury uh, at the beginning of the season, the first game. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim... Uh, tore his, I believe it was Achilles, so he's out for the season. He was going to be the star. Um, obviously, was going to be probably one of the top running backs in the nation and uh, the Big Ten as well. But they have still soldiered on. They've got a guy, Trayson Potts, who's got 97 rushes for 474 yards, um, just under five a carry. That is pretty good. So you would think they would have a pretty good offensive line with those numbers. I want to ask you about their right tackle. His name is Daniel uh, Falela. Uh-huh. I think he I've ordered is, that at a Greek restaurant. Yes, it is delicious. Um, make sure you get the dip with it. And uh, yeah, 
So he is one of the biggest offensive linemen I think I remember seeing in college. Okay. Give me a guess on his height and his weight. 6'8", 406 pounds. I don't know how you keep getting these so close. <laughs> he's 6'9", he's 380 pounds. That's a big... Yeah, he's from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, so he's probably a very likable, jovial guy. Uh, but he's their right tackle, and he is just a machine out there. So Minnesota has one of the better offensive lines in the Big Ten. So they're they're going to be a run-first team. And when you add the fact that, as you discussed earlier in the week, uh, Tanner Morgan, on the year, 38 of 72, throwing the ball, only 540 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, been sacked eight times. So I don't know how Purdue keeps running into these teams who cannot throw the ball, but it seems like Minnesota is yet another in a long line. Yeah, we've got to be getting close to some kind of record of lowest pass percentage coming. Cause... Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it, it, Purdue really hasn't played a quarterback in the 60s. scares you. <laughs> yeah. None of them have even come really close. Connor Morgan is, or Tanner Morgan is weird. Because if you hark back to the 2019 year... Yeah, he was a beast. He was really good. He threw 30 TDs. 66% completion, over 3,000 yards. Um, that's, that's 10 yards, you know, a completion or an attempt. And that's that's really good. Last year, not as good. I don't know. You, I, I would be hesitant to blame it all on last year. You could say it was a COVID year and all that. But he started off the same way and he's struggling this year. Three TDs, two interceptions, uh, haven't really had much deep down the field. Obviously not making the short routes. Their running game, you know, still decent, but going to struggle without your number one guy. So you would figure they would need to lead on him more. But so far, he's not really answered the bell. And their passing offense has not been nearly as dangerous as it looked like it was going to be a couple seasons. No, and they've only got one right wide receiver with double-digit receptions. Uh, Daniel Jackson has 12 for 152 yards. He's not the leader in yardage. Uh, that's Dylan Wright with 169. But Dylan Wright only has nine catches. So they've only got one wide receiver with double-digit receptions after four games. I, I just, I don't know how that is really possible. And especially because you look at who they played, it's not, uh, you know, Ohio State's a tough game to start the season. Oh, absolutely. That was one of their better performances. Yeah, I mean, they, they put up they 41 on touchdowns. them. Uh, but then, yeah, Miami of Ohio, Colorado, and then they lost to Bowling Green last week in a game where they couldn't score more than... Yeah. Uh, it's it's not an offense that really inspires you. You know, they're averaging uh, just under 200 yards a game passing, or uh, only 135 yards a game. I was going to say, that doesn't... I was looking at their yards allowed. There you um, go. So, yeah, they've 135 yards passing, 209 yards on the ground. The problem is that's really going to test Purdue. I think we've been pleasantly surprised about our defense. I yeah. Think, I think we've also been bailed out by teams. Uh, it's been too far. Teams are reticent to just stick with the run from start to finish. Yeah. They think they can get that big play, especially with the way our secondary has looked at times. You know, we we give up some open looks, but we saw with McCray late against Illinois, they were having a lot of stain. To our, yeah, credit, to our credit, we were able to get a couple really big negative plays that kind of put them behind the sticks, forced them into passing. So yeah, I that think, really, it really changed their game plan. And I, and I think we're going to have to have that because I don't think we're consistently going to stop them. But no. if we can get just a handful of those, especially in the second half, where we can get a two, three yard loss on first down, that would be the key. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the defensive line is, again, going to be the key to Purdue winning this game or losing this game. Um, They're going against a a pretty good offensive line in Minnesota with a a pretty good running back. Obviously not their number one, like I said, but anytime you you can get a guy who's averaging almost five a carry, you know he's got some talent. 
Um, like I said, they have allowed eight sacks, so that is a, a big hope for Purdue that they can disrupt uh, Minnesota's backfield, maybe force them into, like you said, second and long, third and long situations, um, and then hope that Tanner Morgan doesn't suddenly find his groove from 2019. So uh, that's kind of what we know about the Minnesota offense, but I want to talk about Purdue for a minute because Purdue obviously has a lot of guys who are out, a lot of guys who are questionable. So Jeff Brom gave an update about three hours ago um, about some of the players. Let me so guess, I, it was clear, concise. <laughs> so uh, what he said was game time decisions were going to be David Bell, King Doru, and Branson Dean. Uh, Payne Durham is doubtful. And then um, there was one more. Uh, Demarcus Mitchell is also a game time decision. So that that means we've got... Uh, you know, two two D linemen who are game time decisions, wide receiver, running back, and Payne Durham, our number one tight end, is going to be doubtful. So that those those losses could all hurt. I don't know how many of those game time decisions are obviously going to be slotted in, um, but you hope at least a couple of them. Um, I don't know how much even adding King Doru back is going to help the pre running game. I think they're just going to have to sling the ball like we said, you know, 40, 50, 60 times because. They just they have no running game. They can't get a running game going, and there's no sense in trying to force something when you're not getting anything each and every play. I, I definitely agree that we can't see what we saw last wasted first downs, which are the easiest downs to pass. Yeah, it's when you give your quarterback the best chance, get an advantageous situation, not get in trouble. The defense has to run, and you have to take it. I do think we're gonna miss King Daru. Oh, I mean, I do too, but I'm just saying he's not suddenly going to make us a great running team. No, um, I do think he makes a handful of plays, especially receiving out of the backfield. But I think we need David Bell. Yeah. I think we just have to have, if we're going to have a sh- We need those yeah. extra 10 to 20 yards he gets. Yeah. It seems. And, I, and again, I, if he does play and he is 100%, or even if he's not 100%, he will likely be the best player out there on offense when he's on the field. So it, anytime you're, you're still waiting on a decision on your key player on offense, you've got to question whether Purdue can win this game. So... Not only are we possibly missing David Bell, King Doru, we don't know who's going to be behind center. Um, Brom has said, you know, a decision was made. The the starting quarterback has taken snaps with the number one offense this week. So a a decision was made, but we, of course, do not know what it is. I mean, there's no point. There's no point to talk about the game because we don't have any idea. (laughs) Because if you cover up who's quarterback, everything else is in a shroud of mystery. It must be Halloween. Well, it is. This this should come out on October 1st. So it's officially spooky season. So he's right in line. I just think, so honestly, I get I get how you watch the games and you think Plummer's not making quick. We talked about, is it play calling? Is it Brom? Or is it Plummer? I don't know. I think if you're going to do this song and dance, I think you have to decide this. Okay. Do you mean for the rest of the season you have to make yeah. a decision? I, I think you give AOC, I guess, let him come in with a full game plan, see how the offense works from uh, the first. And then we have too many tough games coming up to bounce back. You got to choose what we, it's one or the other. Yeah. And I, I do think um, O'Connell will be the starter. I, I think all indications are, you know, like I said, after the Notre Dame game, Brom said, well, Plummer is still our starter. Uh, but you know, I just pulled him because he'd taken some hits or whatever BS that was. And then after the Illinois game, it was, well, we'll see who our starter is. There'll be a competition. And that to me says he, he doesn't want to damage Plummer, uh, in the media, but he's basically, he's, he's going to make a change. So if, if he goes to O'Connell and sticks out through the season, Plummer's leaving. 
I mean, I would have to think so. Why would you uh, not? Why would you go through this? See, the the problem I have with Brom in this quarterback situation is he is a quarterback. You know, he played quarterback in college, played quarterback, as, you know, on, he was on some rosters in the NFL, of course, famously played in the XFL, but he doesn't seem to be able to handle quarterback at all. Um, he's constantly shuffling them. He is constantly changing his mind. He's always in an open competition, and that can be good. You know, and you he admits like out- every week that he didn't do a good enough job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can you can bring out the best in your quarterback or your players by saying, hey, you know, nothing nothing is given on this squad. You got to earn everything. But at a certain point, you have to put a put faith in your guys and say, look, you're the starter. Go out and play, and know that there's not somebody looking behind your looking over your shoulder because if you make one mistake, you're going to get pulled. You got to give your quarterback flexibility to make the plays, make the tough calls. And maybe that's one reason Plummer hasn't been making the difficult throws is because he's trying not to make mistakes because he knows O'Connell is right there ready to get uh, thrown in instead of him. Here's my question. How much comes down to Brom just shouldn't be calling? He can design an offense. He comes up with really nice trick plays. At times, there are good things. How many coaches do we see, though, that are effectively coaching all aspects of the game and then still able to call the game? Yeah, I mean, it it certainly cranks up the difficulty level if you're Brom. Um, and I think his brother does some of the play calling as well. But I'm not sure, you know, if if Jeff Brom has an override over Brian Brom or if he's like, no, I'm going to do this series or or how exactly that works. But at a certain point, Jeff Brom has to be the head coach and he has to be focused on the entirety of the game. And he he does. (laughs) I don't know if he's putting too much pressure onto himself to try to call a perfect game or what he's doing. But the the play calling has not been great. I think think, it's the weakest part of his coaching. No, I I don't think you're wrong. And if you listen to him, he thinks that too half the time. Yeah, yeah. He constantly criticizes himself after so, the game. So, like, something's got to give. Yeah. You're either good at it or you're not. And judging by, honestly, everything we've seen in the last two seasons, he's not. Yeah, I mean, if I think if you were to give Jeff Brown a self-evaluation uh, and say, how do you think you're doing from a play-calling perspective? I, he would probably tell you, as he does after nearly every game, you know, I didn't call the best game. I'm not putting my players in a position to succeed. Well, you're the head coach. Yeah. What, so when was his last A plus game? Ohio State? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, last year, you know, he missed the start of the season, and his brother calls called the plays, and Purdue started two and zero. Yeah, and it, they were two of the most. The games just made sense. Uh, the play calling was good, solid. We ran the ball well. Uh, it, yeah, I just at some point, like, how much is this, is it just that? And you know, it's hard to say when you're three and one, <laughs> but we've watched every game. The offense has not been close to what it could be. No. No. I mean, some of that is, I will I will give Brom a little credit. Some of that is due to injuries. Um, some of that is due to a poor offensive line. But again, he is the head coach. He right. recruited these players, and he's supposed to be the one developing these players. So when you're in year you know, five of your, your contract, you should have an offensive line that you have trust in, and he does not seem to have that. So I don't know if he simply can't recruit uh, offensive linemen or if he simply doesn't have the folks in place to develop them. But it's probably a combination of both, but that has certainly led, I think, to a lot of the offensive struggles. The question becomes, is Minnesota good enough to take advantage of some of these things that we've seen Purdue struggle? Right, and that's the question because Minnesota has has not looked good. Um, You know, this last game against Bowling Green, they lost 14-10, to was it? Yeah, Yeah, 14-10. This was at home, so it was at Minnesota, and they were a 30-point favorite going into that game. Not great. So when you lose as a 30-point favorite and can only muster 
10 points against Bowling Green, there are some, some difficult questions you have to ask. And, and let's not pretend like Bowling Green is some powerhouse right now. You know, I mean, they lost earlier in the season, uh, to South Alabama, hmm. which I, okay, great. I didn't even know South Alabama was a school. They're, they're apparently the Jaguars. They, they got beat by Bowling, or they beat Bowling Green 22 to 19. So it's not as if this is the Bowling Green that's gonna, you know, rocket to the top of the Mac, take out everybody and, and surprise somebody in a, in a great bowl game. Um, we just don't know that, that they're that good yet. So a loss to them does not look good. No, and we've seen a team that had – I mean, Minnesota is a team that had an identity coming into this, and it was all based around their run game, their running back, and they lost that, and they're struggling to recover, and Tanner Morgan hasn't been very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he only had 59 pass yards in their game against Bowling Green. So, honestly, I, I do – I think even our offense could struggle some as long as our defense plays as well as it has. I'm a little worried that this is going to end up being a get-right. Yeah, yeah. We just – we've been asking so much of the defense. They've had to play – great game after great game to keep this offense in it. And at a certain point, you know, mistakes are going to happen on defense. Plays are going to get, uh, going to get broken. Um, you know, a ball is going to bounce the wrong way on Purdue. And if, if an offense, if the Purdue offense can't keep up one or two mess ups by the defense could be enough for Minnesota to, to sneak away with a win. Yeah. And that's gotta be the hope. Maybe hit a big player too. hope David Bell can play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to get Morgan into bad situations and work against his worst. Hasn't been a very accurate passer and has been prone to making. Karloftis needs to have a big game. Our secondary continues to need to be surprisingly good at times when we're not leaving a guy wide open downfield. Hey, but but they knew they could leave that guy wide open downfield because they knew the opposing yeah. quarterback only threw 40%. It's, it's a dangerous game, but yeah, it's, it's working out in our favor for the most. Yeah, so I think that is... About all we uh, need to discuss about Minnesota-Purdue, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is prediction time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, and we are back. Now it's time to put our heads out there, put our necks on the line, and make our prediction about the Purdue-Minnesota game, which is going to be at noon on Big Ten Network this coming Saturday. So, Casey, I will let you go first if you would like to uh, discuss what we picked last week to kind of set people's minds. Give it a go. Well, we both picked the right winner. Yeah, we, we got did. that. But we both thought Purdue was going to have a good offensive game. I picked them oh, to win. Oh, we were wrong. I picked them to win 38-17. You had 31-17. Clearly, we were a little bit off. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were maybe a little... Maybe a little punch drunk yeah. uh, off the uh, Connecticut 49 points. Well, that Illinois is really bad. Yeah, so. yeah, they were they were allowing 30 points per game, so I don't think it was outrageous. So yeah, it was 13-9. We got the win. Uh, this this week, I don't. You're struggling with this, aren't you? Yeah, I don't love either offense, but I also feel like there are a few more playmakers than last week, especially if Bell can. Um, but I do just have this nagging suspicion. This is going to be the game where Purdue kind of shows the weaknesses we've seen throughout the year, and it's going to backfire. I'm going to go. Sounds like sounds like you're going to pick Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota 32, Purdue 20. Oh, wow. That is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not sure either, te- either team has 32 points in them at this point. It's fair. It's fair. But, uh, I mean, I guess Minnesota's been right up there on, on three occasions. They had 31 in their loss to Ohio State, 26 when, or 31 when they beat Miami, and then 30 when they beat Colorado. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose it makes sense. We might get a defensive TD on both. Well, let's hope Purdue maybe has uh, more than one because that may, be, that may be the only way we get into the 20s. Um, all right, so you have got a Minnesota victory. Now, reminder, Casey and I have picked the same winner, uh, each and every week. So we we have not differed, uh, and that is how we are both 4-0 and with our picks. That math now, checks out. Yeah, thank you. You know, I pride myself on my ability to do math. Uh, it's one of the things that got me to where I am today as an, as an attorney who does no math. Um, I mean, you got to count the Benjamin. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, so I am actually, I'm, I'm going against Casey this week. I hadn't made a decision until we started recording, but the way Minnesota has been playing recently has been so bad that it's it's difficult for me to have any trust in them. Now, Purdue obviously is the same way, and a lot of my pick is going to be contingent on David Bell um, and a couple of the other guys who are game time decisions playing. I mean, I would really love Branson Dean, and I would really love uh, Demarcus Mitchell. I'd really love to know for sure that those three guys are going to play because I think they're going to be very important for Purdue to win. Yeah, it's a secret. So I got to think at least one of those three is going to play, maybe two, maybe, you know, maybe hopefully all three. Um, And if they do that, Purdue defense can make a difference against the run game of Minnesota. Um, You know, they've the Purdue defense has been the classic bend, don't break. We've given up a lot of yards on the ground against Illinois especially in that second half, but somehow found a way to get the stops when it mattered. So my hope is that they can do that again. We'll see a similar game plan um, against Minnesota, even though Minnesota does have, uh, I think, a better line and a better running back. But with eight sacks on the season allowed, hopefully that will allow folks like Karloftis um, and the rest of maybe Dean, maybe maybe Demarcus Mitchell if they play, uh, to get into the backfield. So I'm hopeful that Purdue can squeak out a victory I am going uh, 21-17, 
and I'm going to rely on the revenge factor a little bit from last season's screw job. All right. Well, I have a win-win. I'm either going to be wrong or Purdue wins. Right. Right. So, or yeah, I'll either be right or Purdue. Yeah. Yeah, it's a much better situation for you because no matter what happens, you've got a little something to hang on to. Exactly. Yeah. So there we go. This is the first time we've uh, we've differed in our picks. So come uh, this time next week, one of us will be four and one, and one of us will be five and zero. Oh. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, a lot of stuff on the line. Uh, Purdue again. You know, if they win, they can stay at the top of the Big Ten West. So that would just be crazy. Uh, did not expect. <laughs> Did not expect to ever utter those words this year, but we will see. Um, so, Casey, any final thoughts before we head out? No, I'm just going to banish myself since I didn't pick Purdue. I'm not going to be able to see Boiler. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So, for Casey and myself, uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, uh, hammer that subscribe button. You know, give us some comments, tweet at us, whatever you need to do. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you hate. We will chat with you next week, folks. Boiler up. Make me wrong, Brom. Make me wrong. Help, help.